right. Hey, everyone. My name is Austin Schur from We Write About Music, and today I'm here with Pearl Charles. Released last week on January 15th, she's just put out her spectacular second full-length studio album, Magic Mirror. Pearl, thank you so much for taking the time to speak today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you doing? What's up? What's news? Um, well, I mean, probably since the last time we talked, the biggest development is the fact that I've actually moved out to Joshua Tree, which is what we were talking about briefly oh, before Joshua. we started recording. Um, so that's been great. I mean, I'm still splitting my time between LA and the desert, but you know, things are kind of slow in, in the city these days. So it's been great to have this place and we've been able to set up and do a bunch of live streams here and all that good stuff. That's really cool. What, uh, I mean, yeah, LA is way too expensive at the moment for nothing going on. So I would hope <laughs> that, uh, I would hope that that's cut your costs a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, in some ways, you know, to be honest, I've been living with my mom. So I've been living rent free for a while in LA, but, um, so I guess my, my rent has gone up, but <laughs> it's, true. it's minimal. It's but definitely cheaper freedom, than rent in LA. The freedom is priceless. <laughs> exactly. And also we're paying for, it's become a full production house for all okay. these live streams and stuff. So, you know, it's kind of worth it. We got the home studio going. So I'm well, already paying awesome. for the rehearsal space in LA. So it is kind of cutting down the cost on that. There you go. Um, so yeah, the last time we spoke was in July when you had released your basically demos EP between dreams and you had mentioned that this was in the works. So, you know, I'm beyond excited six months later at this point to be talking to you about it. Um, and at this point I've probably listened to it five or six times through, and I'm not even joking. I'm not even saying this cause I, you know, you're here, but it legitimately gets better with every listen. It's Aww. definitely the evolution of where I thought your sound would go. And I'm just really happy that it's finally here in the universe for all to listen. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's really funny. I mean, I, I'm happy to hear you say that. Cause I think you know, as you grow and change as an artist, you always will gain new fans and sometimes lose some old ones as your ch sound changes. And I know definitely from the first record to the second record, there was some growing pains in that regard because my sound really did kind of change a lot from my EP, my self-titled EP right. to Sleepless Dreamer. So, but I love to hear you say that because I do think that Magic Mirror is the perfect continuation and expansion from where we left off with Sleepless Dreamer, so. Yeah, totally. I mean, well, I mean, we'll talk about it soon, but I think it's taken the best parts from Sleepless Streamer and add like added more of like mature sound and more production to it. So it's it's the evolution, but it's still back in its roots a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I see it. So we're on the same page. Okay, good. As if <laughs> I had anything to do with this at all. <laughs> so right off the bat on the album opener, Only for Tonight, you kind of get thrown into like an 80s inspired sort of disco party, which I feel that sets the tone for the entire record. And I'm not a producer or anything, but I can imagine that this must have been one of the more difficult songs to pull off on the record. It totally is. And it's really funny because as we get into doing all these live streams and, you know, if we were doing a record cycle, it would be the same thing with playing live shows, mm -hmm. executing it live, right. you know, is, is hard. It was a very layered song. And definitely, I think the one that required the most finessing, um, the most mixing and the most like adding and taking things away because you put a bunch of stuff into the song, but then it's really about figuring out what you need to take out um so oh, yeah. that definitely is I, I thought it was a fun opener and like you said it does like 
inform the rest of the experience, but it definitely is like a kind of a standalone track where we were like, we're going to put everything yeah. into this one ABBA style influenced thing. And then we'll mm -hmm. kind of like let the rest go from there. So I think that it was, it was a good way to start it out. It's definitely like a party. But, oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> But at the same was, time, if you had been listening to you for the first time and you started at the beginning of an album like most should, you'd be hooked. You'd be like, okay, well, this was great. So I got to go into the rest of it. And then you get the full album experience. So it's it's good that you didn't save something like that for the last where some people might have missed out on it. Well, it is really interesting how that works in modern day with Spotify and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think back in the day, most people, if they were to buy a record, they would listen to the whole thing from start to finish, no matter what, because they bought it. But with sure. Spotify, you know, you listen to the first track and then you kind of decide how far you go. So sequencing albums in this modern age is definitely something that we like have to think more deeply about because I, I, I think about a record as side A and side B, you know, but sometimes the stuff on side B is going to get buried on streaming services. So it happens. it's kind of tough. Someone also once told me that they think they have a theory that the second to last song on the album is always the weakest song. But I mean, I'm, I'm proud to say that a lot of people seem to really like Sunshine Wine, which is the second to last. So yeah, maybe I, I disagree completely. That. <laughs> you have not fallen into that trap at all. So I think you're good. At least on this album cycle, you're, you're, you're all set. Um, <laughs> All right, so last time that we spoke, I had asked you a question if you had ever felt imposter syndrome and you coincidentally said that one of the songs on your upcoming album was called Imposter. So now that I've listened to it, my my question for you is, are you still feeling like that? Um, You know, yes and no. I mean, I think like, I think it's gonna be a lifelong journey and releasing music is like a really interesting experience where it's like this high of like, you know, everyone getting back to you really quickly. And then you're like, wow, it's all being confirmed and like everybody likes it. But then, you know, it kind of starts to die down a little bit because people move on to the next thing. And, and right. I mean, I want to make records that are timeless and that stay in your mind, regardless of like that being the new flashy thing. But um, sorry, what did you say? I said it hasn't died down yet. <laughs> no, it's been less than a week. The hype is I know, still, I know, still very course, real. But that's the imposter syndrome, you know? It starts to right. creep in and you're like, is this going to continue? Like, are people just going to get over it really quickly? Like, I hope not. You know, I, I'm really like, the songs like are lifetime songs for me. Obviously they're about my life, but like, I want them to be that for other people. You know, I want them to be, mm -hmm. I want to, I'm, you know, this is a lofty ambition, but I'd love to hold the same space as, you know, the Fleetwood Max and the Bonnie Raitts and all the people that I love. Cause like, that's where my inspiration is coming from. So right. I would love to be that for somebody in the future because listening to music like that means so much to me. So to make music like that and connect with people in that way is what I want to do. I think you will. And that's just one person saying it, but I mean, I, I really only try to interview people that I actually want to talk to. And <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I'm in love with everything you've made. So I'll be listening to you for a while. So you at least have one fan in the future. All right. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. There you go. So, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So I want to talk about the instrumentation on the record. It's a little bit more varied than Sleepless Dreamer. There's, uh, there's horns featured, which I'm always a fan of. So, you know, obviously you're the leader of the band, but how much freedom is there within the actual band members to, to improvise or add things? 
That's such a great question. And I'm so happy to be able to talk about the band because nice. I couldn't do any of this without them. And I think that that is one of my specialties is really curation and mm -hmm. picking the people around me. And I've been extremely lucky to have somehow roped all these guys into playing with me, guys and gals, it's mostly guys, but um, you know, I love playing with women too. And my best friend, Lauren sang a bunch of background vocals on the record. Um, yeah, I mean, live, like these songs were road tested, you know, on tour for the last few years before we actually had a chance to make the record when touring was still happening. So within that, before they were ever arranged or produced officially, I just kind of hired bandmates that I thought were really talented and let them do their thing. And that is kind of what the record is. We really wanted to capture that. That's so loud. Is that, sorry. I don't know. Okay. Our refrigerator sorry. or something just kicked on like so loud. You probably can't hear it. But. I can't, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, so we really wanted to capture that. And that was something really cool about um, the producer, Louis Pesikoff, who helped co-write some of the songs and obviously produced the whole thing. and. Uh, played guitar and played keys and stuff. So he was kind of the silent bandmate, if you will, who um, added to that. And he really was like, you know, as a as a longtime touring musician, he was like, let's capture this live band that you've been on the road with for years. So I obviously, I have a lot of ideas and I help co-produce, but I think one of my strengths is just finding great players and letting them do their thing. And, and they get to know me and they get to know my style. So they're doing it with, you know, being informed by what it is I want and what I'm seeing for the vision. But I'm also really lucky that they're kind of all my best friends. Like it really has become a band of, of brothers and sisters, if you will. That's and really to, nice. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's so special, especially in this time where, you know, you kind of have to pick who you spend time with because it's not you can't we can't just hang out with whoever whenever and I feel really lucky that I really I trust these guys to to be safe and we can still I mean we, we wear masks and we get tested and whatever whenever we sure. do one of these live streams but they're my best friends and my bandmates and we get to create together and have a great time and it's it's the best that's really nice. Yeah, it is your own little world and it's it's not just like hitting up someone to hang out anymore. So the fact that you've kind of looped them into your world is I think best case scenario. Well, and to just speak on like what you said about only for tonight, it's like, so we're not in a position now to be performing with new random people that we can just hire who can learn the songs right. and then we could like do the full thing. So we kind of have to recreate everything within the confines of COVID, which I think has actually worked out like really well because we have a great band that's very versatile. So they can kind of, there's like the live versions of the songs and then the recorded versions of the songs, but only for tonight is kind of a hard one to execute either way, but. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I'm sure it'll, it'll translate well, but there are some things that just kind of can't translate as well, but the point will come across. I'm, I'm not too- Totally, totally. Um, now, listening to the lyrics on the record, there's a lot of looking within and reflecting. Um, which song on the record do you feel that you're kind of the most vulnerable at? Um, well, it's interesting. That's a great question. Um, you know, we talked about Imposter, and I'd say, mm -hmm. in a way, Imposter has become my personal favorite song, but it's maybe not the most vulnerable because it 
is shrouded in a sunny um, facade. Sure. Which I think is really cool. It's a cool way to juxtapose. And we actually made a music video. And in the music video, I play um, three characters, like three kind of cowboy characters. And there's like a, a white one and a black one and then like a rainbow one. And I, I like that the video kind of, even though in a way it's a little bit funny and cute because it's like I'm playing multiple characters and whatever but at the same time it also has this dark cowboy character which I think maybe it's it's something about the song that like it can be listened to on a more casual listen and you don't hear the darkness that's in it um but the video I think kind of addresses that but so that being said you can listen to that song and not necessarily feel like it's the most vulnerable moment a song like don't feel like myself Mm -hmm. i think which is a really good answer to imposter and i'm really happy with the way that they um feed into each other on the record i feel like that one is probably the most vulnerable in its delivery and in its content right i mean that's that's kind of a thing with all music is it can be, be like the happiest sounding song on earth, but no one's listening to what you're saying. So you have these opposite sides of the spectrum. And so I, I totally understand what you're saying where it's like, yeah, the song sounds really happy, go lucky, but are you listening to what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I get that. Um, so was everything on the record created during quarantine or had you started beforehand? Even just ideas and writing and this and that. It was actually finished before quarantine it was finished january of 2020 which i'm very grateful for because Uh, i've seen how hard it's been to pull together to make music in this time and i mean if people are still making records which obviously they are like mm -hmm. more power to them and i'm impressed but getting everyone together in one room at a time like this is going to be really tough and because we really wanted to capture like a live at least a live you know rhythm track right we have to I'll be there at the same time so um but it's really funny because I feel like the record was initially going to come out in of last year and we pushed it until this release and I think it was really good timing because a lot of the messages feel just as relevant if not more so and they I, I just feel like there was so much going on this past year where it wasn't a good time for like self promotion really yeah and and that's that's totally fine i'm i was happy yeah. to wait and like i'm i'm think it was we really got to focus on you know black lives matter and like me too and all these things that like really needed attention that maybe i mean they got they were getting attention throughout the last few years but like because we were all at home we had time to really sit and think and focus on those things and like i'm glad I'm glad that I was able to focus on them too and not be focused on releasing a record in that time. Now on this, in a new year with a new president and a new vaccine on the way, things feel a little bit more hopeful. And I think like that's kind of the air of the album. So totally. I feel like it was a good time. Yeah, this last week has, I haven't felt this hopeful. I can't even remember when. So at I mean, least yeah. in the last four years. <laughs> at least in the last four years. So true. that's for sure. <laughs> that is oh so true. My God. Um yeah. So if, if you had to convince someone to listen to Magic Mirror, which two songs would you tell them to listen to? That is so tough. I mean, yeah, obviously been... it's it's not that you don't love the rest of them, but you gotta convince the non-listener. 
Well, I mean, I think that it's a really diverse album, so it's kind of hard to pick because I think True. different people really gravitate towards different songs. Like, mm-hmm. I think some people hear only for tonight and they're like, oh, I'm all in. I want to go for this record. But some people hear it and they're like, I like stripped down Americana or country. Sure. It's like, well, the record actually does offer that. But if you, if the first thing you hear is only for tonight and you're like, I don't like disco, I don't like ABBA or whatever, you might not want to yeah. dive into the rest. So I really don't know that I could answer that like with one definitive answer. It really sure. would depend like on what you're into. And if I, if I could find out what everyone was into, I might be able to personally direct them to what they sure. like. But if you're into more of a, you know, like I, I think Take Your Time has been one that's really mm-hmm. resonated with a different crowd than like what Only For Tonight would have resonated with. I chose What I Need as the lead single because I felt like it kind of summed up a lot of the record in one. It has like a funky kind of disco vibe, but it's also sort of sparse. It has pedal steel, so it kind of fills that Americana space. Yeah, no, you know what? That's that's a good enough answer. That you're right. There isn't a specific because it is so diverse, and it's like there's so many genres featured on it. You couldn't really nail it down. That's that's reasonable. <laughs> but there's something for everyone. <laughs> there is, which, you know, it's not a very samey album, which I think is a plus. It's not the same thing over and over. You're not burnt out on it by the end. So maybe it's a yeah, good I thing mean, that you can't answer it. I think it's like, that's a pro and a con, if I'm right. being completely honest about the music industry. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because like the record's definitely been getting more attention and love in the UK. And in the really? UK... Yeah, for sure. And they really see me as Americana. But in the US, I feel like when the Americana people sometimes hear only for tonight, they're like, this isn't Americana. Like, what is this? Like, we, we're not, we're Stupid. not getting behind this. American purists. <laughs> I mean, um. I'm, the thing is like Americana, I had, I had another interview the other day and I was talking about this. It's like Americana literally includes like, in my mind, anything that's American. It's like, this is American yeah. music. <laughs> Even if it's influenced by some Swedes, Right. you know what sure. I mean like I'm an American and I'm making American music I mean I understand not everyone wants to be placed in the Americana category but I do have like a rootsy sure. background so I've always felt like I fall into that even though it depends whose lens you're looking through true um okay so I want to talk about process just a little bit how do you go about starting a song does it start with lyrics a bass line a guitar riff um, th- that's another thing where it's just completely varies and depends on the song. Okay. Um, I've mentioned this a few times, but, um, across the album cycle, but the, the title of the album came to me in a dream oh. and I wrote imposter fully on a mushroom trip. Hell so yeah. sometimes the songs and the ideas just appear and they're very much outside of myself. They're being beamed in by some outside source I can't speak to what it is but you know it doesn't that's the thing so if I'm lucky it all happens at once and it just flows out of me and I don't even have to do any work Mm -hmm. and that is what happened with a song like imposter on the other hand a song like don't feel like myself I wrote that song for years okay Uh, so it'll start with just I'll maybe have sometimes it'll just be a lyric sometimes it will just be a melody sometimes it will be a lyric and a melody together usually if they come together it tends to be stronger because it's already started to realize itself. Um, but sometimes it will just be the the seed of an idea and just one verse and one chorus or whatever. 
And then I won't know for a really long time what it is I really am trying to say and what I'm trying to write about. And this record has really been an example of that because I wrote a lot of these songs kind of imagining what I wanted in life and then calling those things sort of into my life. Like the second half of the record is really about like a good relationship, which at the time, like I didn't have, I was single. So mm. um, sometimes they, the song starts in my mind and then I have to really wait and see what happens in life to let it play out and see how it's going to go. That's really cool. <laughs> Seriously. Um, all right. Well, I want to start wrapping things up a bit. So I've only got a few more for you. So what are some of your goals, musical or not, for 2021? I would love to go on tour. Um, I'd especially love to go on tour in Europe and the UK. I would love to go on tour in the States too, but like I said, the record's been really well received over there. So, And we've never toured Europe. We've just toured the UK one Mm -hmm. time. So I think that's definitely on the list of things. And I'm hoping it will happen this year. I mean, might be a long shot, but we'll see. We'll see. I miss live music so much. I mean, it's such a great experience for the fan and the artist. And also, like I said, these songs were born on the road. So right, that's where they belong. Um, aside from that, I'm trying to make an EP. I actually, like I said, the record was finished in January of last year. So I kind of spent the whole quarantine writing and I have okay. a bunch of new songs. I mean, I almost might have enough songs for a new album, but <laughs> I'm getting out of my record deal right now with K9. This was my last record with them. So it's kind of like up in the air in terms of how I'm going to release stuff going forward. But I know I have more music and I'm ready to put it out there. So that's awesome. Yeah. Time will tell. That's great news. New album, new EP. I really can't wait for it. Um, and so when you're not making music, what what are you doing? What do, like what do you what's your hangout routine? Um when I'm not making music, I love to go thrift shopping. Of course. One of my faves. Um, not gonna lie, I have a very guilty pleasure of reality TV. Okay, say, what are you watching? I mean, I love Bravo. Okay. So give it. me some housewives, I'm all about it. Sweet. <laughs> I've always said there's no guilty pleasures, there's only pleasures. So if you yeah. like it, you like it. There's be, nothing be to be proud of it. About. Exactly. And I am. But at the same time, the only reason it's a guilty pleasure is that it can distract you from doing work on stuff that you should actually be doing. (laughs) You're you're feeling guilty about it, but not guilty for watching it. Yeah, exactly. I I get that. Yeah, I just watched (laughs) two seasons of America's Next Top Model because it was recommended to me and I'd never seen it before. And it's one of the best shows I've ever seen in a while. Like, okay, I have to tell you, you're the second interviewer who has told me that they're watching America's Next Top Model. I love serious? it. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really, it's so good. I watched it when it was on originally. I'm uh-huh. an OG fan. <laughs> That's too, yeah, I just spent uh, a few weeks in Denver quarantining at a friend's house. And she was just like, well, they added guys. Like, do you want to watch it? And it was like a half guy, half girl season. And it was like this perfect blend of like drama in the house, but like they have to, you know, the, the model in the morning and I, yeah, I'm a sucker for it. So if you haven't, Wait, definitely check Are the it guys out. new? Is that I like think, a new uh, season? I think it was, well, I've, I've been watching it on Hulu and I think the guys started in like 2013, but they only have oh, wow. like 2013, 14 and 15 seasons. I don't know if they did it after that. 
Um, but there's at least three seasons on Hulu that feature half guys, half girls. And it's- Oh, see, I, I didn't hang on that long, but it sounds like I need to revisit. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely worth it. So good. Um, some of the other things I like to do when I'm not making music, I just picked up a Joan Didion book from the library. I'm a okay. library person. Nice. And I love, you know, movies from the seventies and just, yeah, just all the normal stuff that you probably expect. Shopping, vintage clothes, sure. old movies, Fun old books. Stuff. <laughs> Sweet. All um, the good stuff. <laughs> all right. Last thing for oh, yeah. you. Definitely I was smoking a lot of weed. That's oh, definitely wow. a big part of my. That's just a life. lifestyle, right? <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? There's nothing to do. Um, Gotta pass the time somehow. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, last thing for you, didn't want to take up too much of your time, but I saw that you made an Instagram post, I think a couple days ago at this point, that all the vinyl is sold out. So... I just made an Instagram post literally as we got on the phone to say that there's a new pressing, that was new color, new uh, insert for the poster. Ooh. So each edition is going to be very limited and very unique. So sure. I said in the post, whether you're just a fan who's a collector or if you missed the last run, you should definitely get on it and order ASAP because it's very limited and it's very hard to get the turnaround because uh, yeah. all the factories and stuff are shutting down because of COVID or constantly closing and reopening. So Okay, so what's the, what's the color? I gotta know. It's a really, really beautiful lavender kind of splash. Ooh, nice. Well, I'm really I've got my I've got my pre-ordered kind of like marbly blue one over there on the record player. So that's been that's been on pretty much nonstop at this point. I'm glad you got one of those. Hell now yeah, they're going to be me? really they're out of print. You got one. It's it's a rarity. It's a limited pressing that my I will hand down to my kids as kids. Please, <laughs> I hope I hope your kids as kids are listening to vinyl. Let's hope and pray i will be really upset if they aren't listening to vinyl <laughs> with the collection that i've built over the years they <laughs> they better be <laughs> someone's gonna exactly. be listening to my vinyl uh, someone i hope yeah. it's not a thrift store buyer although to be Absolutely honest that would not. be me so i mean okay wouldn't be the worst fate in the world <laughs> all right i'll sign all my records so that any future person knows this collection belongs to austin that is the best though when you get those little records at the thrift store and they have someone's name signed on her yep. little personal drawings. I love that stuff. I live yeah. for that. All my mom's records say like property of Kelly on them. Like, dude, Aww. who's no, no one's taken your records, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, Pearl, thank you so much for your time. Seriously appreciate it so much. And for all those that are watching magic mirror is out on all the streaming platforms. There's new vinyl Buy that shit listen to it spin it do all the things um is there any last parting words you'd like to like to tell the listeners i mean i think we've covered pretty much everything but just thanks so. for listening and um is, the, is this going to be visual as well yeah so well i'll just leave it up whatever yeah gonna be making an article and gonna be putting this video on youtube and uh, uh, so i probably should have put on some makeup before well hey everyone this is what i look like normally this is pearl <laughs> <laughs> um so i hope that's all right but yeah and then yeah so i think we've got this set to go on monday so Sweet. yeah it'll be done by then i'll send everything over and we'll be good to go 
I'll definitely share it. Thank you. Uh, all right. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy Joshua Tree and uh, stay safe. Thanks so much. You too. Great chatting. All right. Bye-bye. Talk soon. See ya. Bye.